0: sul fondo il cross di De Silvestri prova la rovesciata il gol bellissimo di Belotti che sblocca il match This commentary piece is in reference to Andrea Belotti's bicycle kick scored in the 2018-2019 season against Sassuolo where he actually scored twice.
1: Torino actually finished 7th that season, 6 points over the Champions League spot occupied by Inter. They played in the Europa League the following season after qualifying through playoffs with
0: Bellotti leading the line and Mazzari at the helm. So, Bellotti did really well to get uh, 15 goals this season but only managed to finish 10th spot when it comes to top scorers. First was occupied by Fabio Quagliarella on 26 goals, followed by Zapata with 23, Piontek on 22, Ronaldo on 21, Milik on 17, and then on 16 there was Caputo, Mertens, Pavoletti, and Petagna followed by Bellotti on 15 in that 10th spot Some cult classics over there Some amazing names, some nice little throwbacks We actually decided to introduce this clip uh, this time round because he just scored his 100th goal for Torino and in the Serie A
1: Becoming the third youngest to ever do it behind the likes of
0: Baggio and Gilardino Just coming back from injury and already netting goals so we're excited to see where he could finish this time round Wagwan and welcome to episode 12 of Serie A Spotlight with your hosts Matt and Jake So finally the hectic midweek fixtures have come to an end And we're back to regular weekend fixtures We saw a lot of excitement this time round We saw Vlaovic netting a hat-trick We saw some key games like Milan against Roma um, We saw Napoli get three points again And even some upsets in uh, Juve dropping points against Verona
1: Yeah, it was a crazy week of football, Um, you know, we've started to expect this from Serie A, what an entertaining league it is
0: Best league in the world, best league in the world, don't at me Uh, Don't forget to give us a follow, guys, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, at Serie A Spotlight We're quite engaging ourselves, so feel free to send over any feedback, questions or hot takes We'll jump right into it, the first game was in the Stadio Olimpico, where Roma hosted AC Milan Milan managed to get away with a victory, two goals to one, but wasn't made easy at all after Teo Hernandez got a red card in the 66th minute. So for Roma, they were coming off a 2-1 away victory over last place Cagliari. Um, However, they do remain the only team to take points of first place Napoli. They have played a lot of the top seven teams so far this season, and we know that they don't have a great record. In fact, they've only gathered one point in total against Juventus, Lazio, Napoli and Milan. Milan, on the other hand, coming off a well-earned 1-0 victory against Torino, remaining undefeated in the Serie A this season, still missed Manjan in goal, who obviously still overcoming his surgery, replaced by Tatarasanu, and also Brahim, who was an unused substitute after recovering from Covid, replaced by Krunic. In the 25th minute of this match, Zlatan scored a free-kick, a low hard drive to stun Rui Patricio, his 400th career goal and his 150th in Serie A. In the 51st minute, there was a disallowed Leao goal where Ibra managed to give a fantastic assist where he chested the ball down into the path of Leao. Leao flicked the ball over the goalkeeper and put the ball in the back of the net, but turns out the Swede was marginally offside. In the 57th minute, Kessie netted from a penalty, sending Patricio the wrong way. This was won by Ibrahimović after some great work on a counter-attack by Theo Hernandez. Nice to see that he's finally releasing that pass once he nears the box in the 66th minute Kronic lost possession in midfield to Pellegrini who reached the edge of the area and he was about to shoot really when Theo decided to throw himself at him in a very I call it childish defending where he launched his body face first into Pellegrini's legs and um, that caused a second yellow card for Theo Hernandez in the 66th minute Milan down to 10 men it was never going to be an easy task against Mourinho's Roma However, Milan managed to stay strong and with some help through Tatarasano and Milan's fantastic defending, they managed to maintain that 2-0 victory up until the 93rd minute where El Sharawi obviously had to be El Sharawi against his former team, where the ball fell to him after Romagnoli and Cristante collided uh, against the ball in the box and he volleyed a bullet into the top corner against his former club, absolutely nothing that Tatarasano can do about that.
1: So I feel like Milan really deserved this victory, they were way better than Roma for the vast majority of the game, of course, before Theo Hernandez was very naive or stupid, this quite frankly, um, to make it a little bit more complicated for Milan. But nevertheless, Milan did not falter and went home
0: with three points. This is why I said that I don't think Theo would be the world class player Milan have, because although he's, you know, a physical specimen and he's fast and he's got a good shot on him, he's releasing the ball now, so he's actually contributing. I think he does stupid shit sometimes. I, can't, and I, I respect and love Theo, but I think he does tend to do these things every now and then. Yeah, um, it all depends
1: on what we mean by world-class, right? Um, in my opinion, as we discussed last episode, being world-class means that you can walk into any team in the world and start. Mm-hmm. And I think Theo Hernandez can do that.
0: I think if he had some stronger competition then his place might be in jeopardy Obviously it depends on who that person is But we see for example Darmian getting time over Dumfries new signing? Aha, Dumfries But Dumfries is nowhere near as good as Teo Hernandez you no, know? Absolutely not But my Teo. point is that the manager is opting for a more stable option Maybe not as dangerous going forward Although he's very dangerous going forward Darmian. Darmian um, But yeah, someone more stable perhaps Who doesn't take unnecessary risks at times I think that
1: what Theo has to offer is irreplaceable. You can't move. You can't replace what he does, you know, going forward. He's an animal and he's actually improved defensively too. Um, Not to mention his speed is unmatched by your average player. The lapses in concentration you are referring to might leave eventually as he Mm -hmm. continues to mature. Keep in mind that he's only 24 years old. Um, He seems a bit naive at times, sometimes a little bit cocky, way too cocky, to be honest, Um, Mm -hmm. losing the ball recklessly or going for a dribble um, when there's no coverage behind him. Um, or getting sent off and you know putting yeah. the result in danger But I do feel like he's probably the best left back in mm-hmm. the world
0: yeah. yeah, I mean he's missing the Inter game as well because of that decision But I like your point and and turns out I, I agree with you now yeah. um, <laughs> What you said about him having something irreplaceable And he needs to get that game time in order for him to become a better player And get experience and stop making those mistakes So
1: Yeah, and being a protagonist is definitely beneficial for him
0: Yeah, 100%, 100% um, Roma fans were being racist towards Ibrahimović yeah. Something to about
1: Rome, right? Maybe it's the Fontana di Trevi or something <laughs> But, you know, Lazio and now Roma
0: <laughs> Maybe a bit of a classic,
1: you know, mindset The fans have actually received a one-match ban for this
0: Oh, that's cool
1: That's cool. Yeah, yeah. just the
0: Ultra, or is it the Ultra, entire... I think
1: the entire fan sector cool. of Roma that's But
0: one match, what's that gonna do? I, I know, but, but now they're showing that they can actually make They're starting to make actually tangible decisions yeah. whereby they'll, they'll ban you know, supporters. If they do it again, they're going to ban them for two games and then five games, you know what I mean?
1: But I feel like they're way too lax with this and it shows that they're not really serious about it. And even if they do chant again, that they're only going to get a one-match ban.
0: No, I, I agree that it should be heavier penalties. I'm just saying it's kind of a good sign that they're actually making some tangible decisions now. But yeah, they, they should be harsher. Um, but it's no wonder that Roma fans <laughs> hate Zlatan. Because, like I mentioned earlier, I got his 400th career goal, his 150th in Serie A, and 13 of those were against Roma. And on four occasions, they were braces. Yeah, they so, must <laughs> have nightmares about this guy. Literally, man. And it was also nice, I think, to see the Zlatan and Mourinho reunion. I watched a clip about Zlatan talking about the difference between Guardiola and Mourinho. He said, not much of a difference, but the difference is that one of them stimulated me. Whereas yeah. the <laughs> other didn't stimulate me. Yeah, bad
1: blood between him And Guardiola right? Terrible blood Terrible yeah. blood um, It was nice to see him Of course Score that free kick Normally he's not very good At free kicks But no. these, these players Have these moments in them Like we saw Ronaldo In the Champions League uh-huh. Recently you know um, they just, They're just they made for These special occasions And he scored Of course The fans were chanting And he looked Fueled. Yeah. Did you see his face? He, had, he was standing still, staring at the at the Bro. Roma fans with his tongue out, and he's just flicking
0: his tongue <laughs> it, from left to right. It was crazy. But man, apparently he like shushed the supporters and told him like you're gonna be racist now after his yeah. goal, and he got booked by he the He got ref. booked. Yeah, that's fucking bullshit, man. But
1: Maresca had a shocker. To be honest, he issued so many yellow cards um, yeah. and made a bunch of mistakes to be honest it
0: was quite a dirty game though that yeah. kick over two towards At the, the end, end well. that that exactly deserved that the red card. card that that was a clear red yeah yeah card. yeah, yeah. A clear red card
1: and apparently there was a foul on cronich on the build up play to roma's goal okay yeah and okay, he, did, didn't he didn't he didn't spot that Okay um, Another thing is that Mariska, the referee, actually got suspended after this game What? Yeah, yeah his decisions were so bad And oh, this isn't God. the first God. time that we've seen shockers from Mariska We remember, you know, the last game I remember him being in charge of Was when Donnarumma told him, you always want to be a protagonist That, you know? yeah, that was against think yeah, <laughs> a- I think Against Napoli. maybe, Nopoli. I can't remember right now Interesting
0: do you think, now this is something I was thinking of recently, imagine Kessi leaves in January, mm-hmm. right? He goes, he goes to a team that's willing to give him, what, 6 million a year? Something like well, that?
1: Well, way more than that, 8-10? Yeah.
0: yeah, maybe he goes to Newcastle, apparently, yeah. you know, they might be interested yeah. um, Imagine he leaves in January, who steps up to take Milan's penalties? Now, I know there's the obvious shout in Ibrahimovic because mm-hmm. he was the second penalty taker And before Frank, he was the main guy from the spot but someone that plays every single game, someone reliable from the spot, who does it consistently. There are a lot of penalties given out in Serie A, for good reason, obviously. Um, but Milan needs someone consistent to step up. Yeah. Who do you think that could be? So, weirdly enough,
1: the guys we've seen step up to take penalties most from this Milan 11 would be Romagnoli and Kier, actually. And I don't recall either of them missing. So those are actually two options. We've seen Bonucci taking penalties for... For Juventus recently, um, I could imagine Tonali perhaps eventually becoming that guy. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, I can imagine, of course, Zlatan would be the guy immediately, yeah. Yeah. as well as probably, yeah, I don't know, Theo yeah. Hernandez could Theo probably do it. Shout-man. Rebic shout-man. could shout-man. probably do it. Rebic Leao, I've never seen take a penalty yeah, there's actually. There is a
0: lot of rotation, so there wouldn't be the same man consistently because yeah. even like we mentioned, Tonali, because he's quite a, a stable starter. His place is occasionally taken by Ben or Krunic, So you're just going to have someone different taking the penalties every single time, you know
1: Yeah, and speaking of, um, it was actually Kessie this game who stepped up and mm-hmm. scored You know, he's become a very important player for Milan um, You know, despite all the contract yeah. issues he has scored about 30 in 34, if I remember, penalties Jesus for Milan Yeah, wow. something like that, it's a very good conversion rate That's And wow. at the end of the game, you can see him explaining to Bakayoko You know, He was like, I waited, I waited, I waited, he dove yeah. and I shot the other way yeah, Exactly, he, yeah. he
0: doesn't take his eyes off the keeper he, doesn't. he just knows where the ball is, he knows where the goal is He, he stares, stares them down stares the keeper down It down.
1: must feel like an eternity when is staring at you, running yeah, at the literally.
0: ball It's quite a slow run-up as well, it it's is. intimidating But Kessie has something, like pretty much like we're saying about uh, Teo. Yeah. He pretty much offers something not many players offer in the centre defensive midfield, because he's got really good passing of the ball. He's good bringing the ball forward, but then he excels defensively and sitting between the midfield and the defence, covering for defenders when they're going up. He's irreplaceable, yeah. in my opinion. We've seen the combination of Benazir-Tonali that is good, but does anything replace Kessie alongside one of his teammates
1: I think the physicality combined with the technical ability that Kessie has makes him a very unique player in his role and very hard to replace yeah. um, I understand the contract demands to be honest with you because mm-hmm. I think there are clubs <laughs> that would be willing to pay that I just think it's unfair what he's doing after you know the words that he stated yeah, yeah. a few months ago I also want to highlight Leao's development this season he looks like Twice, perhaps even three times the player he looked to be last season. We saw it in flashes. We saw what he could do in glimpses. But um, first of all, he's built differently. He clocked mm-hmm. the highest speed in Serie A match day 11 with 34.78 kilometers an hour faster than Singo, actually, who Jesus. had a glorious sprint. He looked so fast. On. <laughs> yeah, but um, I want to highlight that I think he's heading in the right direction and he could potentially be a top player
0: okay. very soon. Leo is a very strong reference point in this team. Man.
1: Yeah, all his colleagues say that he has
0: Ballon d'Or potential like maybe in the future. Oh, he's yeah. he's around 22 years old. 22, player. I believe, uh, yes. Around something like that. No, he he's got mad potential and to be honest I hope he's one of those players that just sticks to one club and <sighs> and shows his entire career to me because I really think he can develop into someone Will do historic things for for Milan one
1: day. Yeah, I can't help but feel. Uh, you know, I, I imagine him. I imagine Real Madrid coming in for him and him going in and the you future. Know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Or maybe a
0: Bayern. Um, like, a, oh, Bayern would be such a. That'd be so weird, oh, he'd you know. Be, he'd I, be nice I can't think, I think can. of a single oh, player
1: that. who left Milan for Bayern during their prime.
0: That's <laughs> true. So you got Van Bommel from Bayern, I think. No, maybe think yeah. something like that. I don't know. Um, But yeah, that that has been very important to the team and like I said he's a very strong reference point, a lot of the action uh, comes from him slowly making his way into the middle of the field and then bursting in pace man, he's so good and he's trying crazy shit in front of the goal, he's adventurous, he's reliable, his finishing is is better than it was last season, last season his finishing was atrocious, I still don't want to see him as a number nine but his finishing (laughs) has gotten better.
1: And that's part of the case, you know, these players like Leao, Theo Hernandez to a certain extent, of course, bar this game, maybe, Zlatan, Benassir, Kessi, they compensate for the lack of depth due to injuries. Yeah, you know, they've been, been stepping up con- consistently. Like um, yeah. This game, Milan had Castillejo, Florenzi, Manjan, Junior, Messias, Plizari, and Rebic out. While Roma had Spinazzola who's been out for a while right. and still has a while longer. By the way, I wonder how much stronger
0: I was Roma would be up, with, with Spinazzola yes. right now. Okay. I can't help
1: but feel he'll make them much better.
0: There there would be certain cases where they would have lost the game and in actual fact they would have drawn it if Spinazzola yeah. were in the team, I feel I feel like he has that impact because he's solid defensively and he contributes quite a bit to the attack as well. He's one of those more offensive ones, especially since we've seen him playing in a three-five two before. We've seen him go forward quite a bit and he likes to go with the step overs when he's closer to the goal. And it it gives Roma some extra spice, you know what I mean? Much better than Villar, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, so we can move to the next game that took place in Bergamo between Atalanta and Lazio, which ended 2-2. It was a ferocious game between two very keen sides. Um, It ended in a draw, of course, thanks to Atalanta's winner, which came at the last kick of the game. Atalanta had lost their last Serie A match against Lazio Having Mm. been unbeaten in their previous 7 meetings Against the Bianco Celesti With 4 wins and 3 draws Um, Atalanta scored in their last 10 games versus Lazio So it's 11 now They love playing them, to be honest Um, Lazio boasts 57.6% shot accuracy Which is the best in Serie A thus far
0: Mine's better on FIFA
1: Yours is better on FIFA, it's true, you're an animal So in the 18th minute, a dangerous forward ball by Cataldi caught Demiral off guard He totally should have done better there, by the way Um, Finding Immobile, who failed to beat Musso, but Pedro eventually slotted home The rebound In the 46th minute, an adventurous ball forward from Lovato Beat Marisic too easily, once again And found Duvan Zapata Duvan just ran forward, completely unfazed by Marisic's pathetic attempt Mm. at defending and he beat Reyna at his near post Um, So yeah, at the end of the half basically Atalanta equalised In the 74th minute Pedro drove from the halfway line and played a clever through ball to Bazic who was in the box, who squared it to Immobile, who found the back of the net Once again Atalanta left it late and in the 94th minute a Malinowski cross was flicked on by Demiral and finished instinctively by Deroun The scenes were brilliant, you know, I love when Deroun scores
0: and who do you think should have won at the end of this game If the game had to tip one way or another Where do you think it would have gone?
1: So I think Lazio will be disappointed not to go away with three points um, wow. First of all, they conceded late at the end, at the end of each half mm-hmm. Right, so it might have been a lapse in concentration That's true That's And they were true. also playing a week in the Atalanta side, side They were missing about five starters Jesus Yeah, and you know, they would have liked to get rid of their torrid away form They've lost 8 out of their last 10 away games, yeah. yeah, so that's not good at all. Atalanta would be happy with a point, I think. They got a late goal, of course, and they were w- so weak through injuries. Mm-hmm. Their are fullbacks. I-, I feel like Mele is there physically, and that's about it. I don't okay. feel like
0: technically he's been playing very well. You think you're talking about him going forward, him defending? Is there something in particular? Um,
1: he, he just seems to be average at everything, and perhaps even below average going forward at times, you know. Mm. He, He doesn't seem like the player we saw at the Euros or towards the end of last season.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of work to be done. I I agree with you over there.
1: For sure. I just feel like if they had, you know, Gossens and Hattieberg, they'd both be playing. Perhaps Zappacosta could give Hattieberg a shout or at least rotate with him throughout the game. But um, as it stands, I think they need help.
0: Yeah. I just wanted to point out where both teams stand in this area right now. So ahead of both Atalanta and Lazio are Roma. They played 11 games and they have 19 points. Followed by Atalanta, who, exactly the same as Roma, uh, played 11 games, have 19 points, but they have 6 goal difference, Roma have a 7 goal difference. Uh, followed by Lazio, 6th, played 11 games and around 18 points. So, 1 point separating them in the table, separating 4th from 7th, because Fiorentina are on 18 points as well. Um, however, there's the gap of 5 points between 3rd and 4th, so do you think these 3 teams are starting to establish themselves as the top 3 in Italy?
1: I think so. I think they're definitely cut out from the rest. They're, you know, they've been more consistent than the other teams for sure. Mm-hmm. Roma and Lazio and even Atalanta have shown that they can drop points throughout yeah. the season.
0: Yeah, and do you think Atalanta have the edge over some of these teams in breaking into that top four?
1: When healthy, yes. But looking at their injury crisis right now, I'm wondering how long it'll take. Before yeah. it gets really bad, you know, I mean, they're playing their own centre-back. They're very fortunate to have the 23-year-old Thijun Koopminers, the yeah. Dutch player. Um, he's only played in the Dutch league before this one, and he's settling in wonderfully. Yeah. Um, even Gasparini has admitted that he's surprised by his development. Hmm. So they're quite lucky that they're managing to hold out, and they have the quality to do that. Um, but, you know, it could tip over very quickly for them. Yeah, 100%. Um Lazio's depth compared to Atalanta's was a talking point in this game. You know, if Immobile is out, they have Muri'i If Alberto's out, they have Akpa Akpro. Yeah. If you know Patrick Andradu might come on at any point, you know, at least Bazic provided an assist this game. Yeah. But but you know, their depth needs to be Needs to be fucking addressed And um, in reality Sarri knows it And Sarri has never been the type To make many changes To his starting eleven. But once again this year um, Lazio have made the least Substitutions Mm -hmm. They've they've used the least players
0: Jesus And that's not good for their schedule Definitely Um, not Atalanta on the other hand And then um, you know, they take out Ilicic, they bring on Muriel, they take out Pasilic and they bring in Malinovski. Their depth is crazy. And it is. Hand at it is. It's very good. Not as good as Inter's, but it's very good in itself. And I think, to be honest, that might take them further than some of these fourth-place, fifth-place teams. I think they'll end up breaking into the top four. I think they'll find some consistency.
1: Yeah, probably. I tend to agree with you. Um, I'm wondering how Zakani will affect Lazio when mm. he returns. Mm. Do you think he'll make them better?
0: A uh, 100%. I think sometimes, um, as good of a player as Felipe is. Yeah, Felipe Anderson. Felipe Anderson. Um, I think that sometimes he could be a little bit streaky. Sometimes, yeah, okay. and Sometimes he can lose his form. And I think it's important to have a substitute for him who would actually impact the game. And I think Zakani yeah. could be that guy. And to be honest, I think he could even. Start starting ahead of him In the future He's a very good player Zakanya man Yeah
1: he is He's very good And Pedro's been holding his own In that position on the left good man He's you know Last year for Roma He had 5 goals And 2 assists In 1600 minutes Now he has 3 goals And 1 assist In 817 minutes (laughs) And he scored against Roma You know And They're stuck with like Eldor Shomorodov El Sharawi And the boys in the stands You know (laughs) (laughs) So that's not very good for them
0: Not good at all
1: um, another mystery with the Slavia team is Lazari. Where is Lazari? He's not even being subbed on Sai and Maricic are preferred over him And Lazari is actually being linked to Inter and Spurs What do you think?
0: I, I think it's bullshit that Lazari is not starting these games I think he's much better than Maricic is mm-hmm. I think he provides more going forward 100% And he's a hard-working guy He'll defend a lot Granted, he doesn't have the strength to outbeat a, a lot of players, but mm-hmm. you know, he goes in for the tackles and he gets the tackles and he works hard down there. And he, he just makes Lazio a more dangerous side, I yeah. feel. And I, I don't feel like his position should be up for contention out of all the players they have.
1: But don't you feel like the fact that Milinkovic, Savic, and Luis Alberto are so offensive that they require more defensive fullbacks? Because I think that's what Sari is saying to himself,
0: you know? But you see, other teams go forward with. Offensive minded players in the team I think you see other teams do it I think even for example um, How You know Theo goes forward And Kessie covers for him For example I feel like these things Can be implemented For a lot So even if it means Milinkovic Savic Has to do some covering
1: Yeah but Milinkovic-Savic and Luis Alberto aren't the type of players to cover. You lose a lot of their best qualities if you're playing them like you play Kessie and Benacer, you know. Yeah, that's. Or Anguissa at but there's
0: also Leiva who kind of plays that role. Yeah, but Leiva
1: sucks, man. <laughs> <laughs> he sucks, dude. He's fucking slow. He's, that is the problem. But no, they, maybe, they he's the pro- but he can't cover. He, they, he can't cover two, the, He can't cover the right back and the left back position at at once. You know what? He's not fit enough.
0: I, I still I don't understand because this is a mystery to me though Because he was starting the games and he was contributing in those games I think he, he grabbed a couple of assists as well I think he even grabbed a goal, man And all of a sudden he's just out of the team And it wasn't like he was slowing down or anything So it must be like you're saying, something tactical something It must that be Sarri something, something tactical or something behind the scenes that we're not sure about Yeah do you feel comfortable moving forward or would you like to talk yes, about Yes, I these do. Games Lazio in sixth, Atalanta in fifth, one point apart. Super. Now I was surprised to find out that this next game was a derby, but turns out I'm stupid because obviously Salernitana are from Salerno. Salerno is in the south, which is in Campania, alongside Napoli. Henceforth, this is the Campania Derby. So it was the return of the Don't Campania. wear your
1: expensive watch to this one, bro.
0: I <laughs> get <You> dickhead. <laughs> That's fucking shit bro Fuck it This was the return of the cup. <laughs> That's brilliant bro So the last time this had been played in the Serie A Was in the 1947-1948 season Can you imagine that bro? Whoa Napoli still missed Insigne Through a stomach bug uh, Alongside Ozzyman Who had a cough injury going into the game So Dries Mertens and Chucky Lozano Stepped in um, Salernitana missed Mamadou Koulibaly, Matteo Ruggeri, Lassana Koulibaly and Leonardo Ciapezzi. So, you know, they didn't they weren't they didn't have their full squad either. Um, Salernitana were coming off their second win of the season in a 2-1 victory away from home against Venezia. Kolantono's side getting off to a good start obviously napoli are unbeatable at the moment in first place well, i wouldn't say unbeatable but they're doing very very well uh, obviously they come in as favorites uh, but it took to the 61st minute for the deadlock to finally be broken this was a very rough and tight encounter Salernitana did a great job of staying in the game consistently throughout but napoli did manage to score um, Petania's header bounced off the bar after Zielinski played him through uh, The ball landed to Rui, Rui took a shot, it was blocked and it landed to Zielinski who managed to score from 8 yards out on the turn Quite a good finish from him In the 79th minute, in the 69th minute rather. and then it went from bad to worse for Salernitana uh, When Castanos got sent off for a terrible studs up tackle on Anguissa um, Anguissa was in some pain, he was squirming on the floor um, the original decision was a yellow, but they checked VAR and VAR came back with a red card. So, I mean, a, a correct call at the end of the day. In this event is minute and then, the drama was not over. Ribéry, who had a good game by the way, gave a threaded ball through the middle for Simeon Wankwo. The striker was held back by Koulibaly on the edge of the area and it was a goal-scoring opportunity. Koulibaly was the last man. Koulibaly pulled him down to the ground and he got sent off. Spalletti looked angry. And looked like he was yelling something at the ref, but he'll probably just say that he was congratulating him on a great (laughs) performance. Um, On the resulting Ribéry free kick, and then Di Lorenzo did something really weird, where he just ran onto the line and started hopping on the line. Now, the first thing I thought was that he's keeping everyone know? Yeah, Yeah. just someone get into position, play the ball, and they're clean through on goal. Um, But Ribéry took the free kick. I don't know Hospina, I think Hospina would have gotten to it anyway, but he was there and he headed the ball. Off the line So At the end of the day I mean Napoli managed to get away With three points It was a hard fought Three points as well This was never going to be An easy game I mean Salernitana Were always going to go to war On this occasion Derbies just turn teams Like Salernitana Into genuine competitors Against you You know what I mean Yeah they always
1: say That um, form doesn't matter In a derby
0: Yeah Yeah It obviously plays A bit of a factor But
1: yeah, but but at the end of the day, you know, both teams go out with the sole purpose to not disappoint yeah. their fans Yeah, yeah You know, they just want to be worthy, yeah. I think, in a derby, no a worthy matter, opponent
0: No matter who your rivals are, who your direct rivals are, they're always like the, the biggest game of the, of the season Yeah, for sure, you know for
1: sure I mean. You know, we saw, for example, Milan and Inter, even when they weren't competitive yeah, the Derby de della Madonnina was always one of the that best ones one in Nigel the league. De Jong, yeah, the when Jeremy Menez was there, Nagatomo <laughs> was there. You know, it was still a spectacle. Everyone yeah. enjoyed it, mm-hmm. and we see torino juve every year. Everyone enjoys that, and Torino yeah. have been abysmal.
0: Yeah, there, there was a Clásico as well. Both sides are obviously damaged sides at the moment. Maybe Real are obviously a little bit better. So follow us on La Liga Spotlight. <laughs> we are yeah. hosts Matt and Jose. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, it's because you're Spanish <laughs> Wow, well done So well Napoli done. just came out with their Halloween kit They yeah. played on Halloween and they didn't wear it, man It's terrible Why? Did, but like it's Halloween, bro You made a Halloween kit, wear it Maybe they realize it's fucking
1: ugly Because <laughs> it is ugly, Let's be real It okay. looks like an ultimate team kit
0: No, it's it's terrible, but they made it and they wore it I'm yeah. pretty sure they think it's cool
1: Yeah, I think it was a one-time thing, that's why, to be honest Yeah
0: um, if Milan had to play Napoli right now, what happens? Tell me
1: Ooh, what a good question If Milan had to play Napoli right now, it would end in a draw Because I think both teams will come out cautious. No one will get the goal Or someone will get the goal and they'll equalise mm. And then they'll see out the rest of the game I don't think there'll be a winner in that game
0: Can I tell you a secret? Yeah I think Milan win that game Ooh I think Milan win that game
1: Even with Aussie men playing?
0: Even, like My argument, my counter to them overpowering Milan is that Milan's defending is incredible Milan's back four have coped with some shit Yeah, yeah, yeah And I think they could fucking cope, bro I've seen Ozymen get phased out of games Yeah I've seen people out-toughen Ozymen and Oziman starts crying like a bitch
1: Yeah, he does whine I think Milan By the way, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but have you seen (coughs) Ozymen's social media? No, he runs it himself and he's constantly posting these Nigerian memes that I don't (laughs) understand, bro. (laughs) It's like when man them, you know, (laughs) all that stuff, like they're they're vocabulary, (laughs) they use English differently. It's hilarious. It's hilarious.
0: (laughs) They're like the Maltese, they mix Nigerian and English and they make it all cool and stuff, bilingual. So Salernitana, obviously, their position didn't improve, but perhaps their morale might might be somewhat improved after a good performance. Um, they'd actually be disappointed that they didn't come away with a point, even though you know Napoli were pressing and pressing and pressing. Salernitana remain in 19th on seven points, and Napoli first on 31 points.
1: So moving on to the next game that took place at the San Siro between Inter and Udinese. This match finished two 0 for the host. It was a dominant display by Inter um, and it helped them close the gap at the top of the league while Udinese become winless in 8 Serie A games. Inter have only conceded one goal in their last 8 games against Udinese since 2018 so it's fair to say that Udinese never really give them any problems. Um, On top of this, Inzaghi has an 80% win rate against Udinese coming into this game. His highest versus anyone alongside Cagliari. Yeah, so the first goal came in the 60th minute when Bastoni played a low forward ball and Perisic dummied, letting it go through his legs. It found Correa, who cut in, making Nuitink look like a semi pro and mm-hmm. finished. Mm-hmm. You know, Nuitink did that thing where um, you just kind of move back and move back and yeah, move the, back and the track the and Niu- cut Niu- the Romagnoli against Lukaku. Yeah, they did that basically. In the 68th minute, Barella played a long ball to Dumfries, who cut it back well to Correa. Who had loads of time and finished it off beautifully. 2-0 and um, they saw the game out of course. Now, Correa has a weird effect on defenders, Matt. We've mm-hmm. seen him mess up Tomori, we've seen him mess up some of the best players in the league. Um, what's with his celebration? Is he shooting heroin, by the way?
0: <laughs> I have no idea. I think He's pumping the vibe into his veins. Maybe, He's maybe. He's pumping that yeah. goal into his veins. He doesn't So
1: it is drug really related. On. How come that isn't controversial in our very sensitive time?
0: Or maybe it's in the she. Maybe it's as simple <laughs> as that. Maybe that's his <laughs> <our good>. argument. <laughs>
1: do you see Korea as a starter or as an impact sub?
0: I see him as an impact sub. Um he did well as a starter for like Lace, and I'm sure he'll do decently mm-hmm. as a starter for Inter, don't get me wrong. But it seems like when he'd be out of the team for a while and he gets back, he just seems to be a little bit more dangerous Yeah, more motivated, maybe plays. Yeah. So, for that reason, it's an unfair reality for him, yeah. but for that reason, I'd like to see him coming off the bench, man I think Zeko and Lautaro is the way to go
1: Yeah, I agree with you um, There's a certain... Factor that comes into play With these types of players Like Muriel too um, You know Coming into the game They provide this Explosiveness That they don't That doesn't really stand out At mm-hmm. the beginning of the match Yeah Exactly You know I don't know if it's a lack of fitness Maybe Or the fact that they are Quick mm-hmm. And everyone else would be tired mm-hmm. but,
0: You know So Lautaro Intrigues me Because he's A goal scorer mm-hmm. He's But he's not exactly like A target man I'm, I'm interested in seeing Imagine Inter didn't have all the squad depth that would allow them mm-hmm. to bring in Zeko and Correa and Sanchez and all these guys. But how would he fare alone? Up top as a lone striker.
1: striker. Up, up I think it would be fine. Lautaro. Yeah, yeah, I think he's you know he's, he has a low center of gravity, but he's very strong. He wins many aerial duels. He's relatively quick. His link-up play is good. I think it would be good up top alone. But he does play
0: well off of a striker, off of a target man. Yeah, exactly. That's why, because we always see him, you know, giving that pass to the left or the pass or a pass to the right. Um, I get that hit probably good up front if he had a lot of assistance from the wings coming in, yeah. maybe like a Milan system, for example.
1: Yeah, but maybe. yeah,
0: I remember there was some some interest from Barca and it, and he's the perfect in Barca
1: player because of his hold-up play and his technical ability. Yeah, you I agree. Know? Yeah. I agree. Well, the old Barca, not the yeah, current
0: Barca. I mean, if it were Barca two seasons ago, I, I would have loved to yeah. see that. He would have helped them a lot.
1: So, Inter sporting director, by the way, Piero Ausilio, um, said that the details are ready for Barella's renewal, and okay. they wish to continue with Brozovic, and if he's willing at the end of the season, they'll renew. Um, They said that they're not going to sell anyone in January because they want to wait till the end of the year to assess Mm -hmm. the situation and they want to make Inter stronger, not weaker, which is funny because Mm -hmm. they made Inter weaker. Last I checked, not when they had the opportunity. (laughs) Lukaku, Zeko, Hakimi, Dumfries. But anyway, Um, Inter are third with 34 points and Udinese are 14th with 11 points.
0: So the next game then saw the return of Tudor to Juventus, where Verona beat Juve 2 goals to 1 So obviously this was Tudor's return, he was Pirlo's assistant manager last year I mean by this time I think it's clear that it should have been the other way around Haha <laughs> what a good point, Thank <laughs> you. what a good point Thank you, so Verona we're coming off a 1-1 draw away to Udinese But obviously they also beat Lazio and they just beat Juventus, they're on fire. But obviously one man in particular that's played a big part for them is Cholito, Giovanni Simeone, obviously. He's had some brilliant performances, he's really improved. Obviously I think at the moment it could be just form that he's on, but I think eventually he'll consistently be a starting striker who provides goals for the team. In this game in particular, he netted in the 10th minute and in the 14th minute. Um, In the first goal in the 10th minute, Verona took the lead when Szczesny got his gloves to an Antonin Barak effort after, kind of, I'm not sure if Artur passed the ball to him or if it was a tackle on the other hand that went through by Faraoni. Um, But Barak ended up clean-throw on goal in front of Chesney. Chesney pulled off a a good save, respect to him But it landed to Cholito, who put the ball in the back of the net, so 1-0 in the 10th minute for Verona against Juve In the 14th minute on the other hand the goal was a bit more attractive than the one I just described Mamma mia, Cholito took the ball from just outside the area on the left-hand side from quite a tight angle he moved the ball into the middle and just curled the ball around Chesney. And it wasn't like a savable curler that, you know, Chesney might let in when he's not having a great day. It was, honestly, I don't know how many keepers would have saved that. It was such a good goal. Um, Verona managed to, you know, stay ahead for the entirety of the game up until the 80th minute when McKenney got a goal when he smashed it into the top of the net after a Danilo pass. It was a good pass by Danilo obviously in this game Juve were missing Chiesa, De Lilio, Ramsey, all of them on the sidelines um, due to injury. Rujani had been tipped to start but he pulled out before because he had gastroenteritis. Oh. He got the gastric flu like it was crazy. They licked had a slight muscular issue. So not sure often- if he
1: would have started anyway. Because like, yeah, yeah. he seems to prefer the partnership of was, Bonucci and Chiellini.
0: I was going to ask you How powerful do you think the Chiellini bonucci partnership is? Now I know they're coming off you know, winning the mm. Euros And they did perform great at the Euros However, they do have a better team around them in the Euros yeah. as well A team that likes attacking and dominating play under Mancini So do you think that that raw partnership is stronger for a country than it is club? And how good is it at club?
1: Um, so I think it has done the best it could have done, that partnership, you know, it has served its worth, you know, back in the BBC days, you know, the Bono Barzali Kellini, that was, that was the peak of this partnership. Um you know, I, I think that they're milking Kalini. they're using him yeah. while they still have him. And I it's think it's almost that, a cultural thing, yeah. I think they start Well them. no, he's still useful, he's still very good. Um if he can do it for the full ninety, I'm not sure. He, he has been. Yeah, that's true. But um I think that if Delict does not mind being sidelined, mm. then no problem. You know, mm. play him as a rotate him for the rest of yeah. the year and then eventually when Kalini retires he can Take yeah. the helm again.
0: But on this note of their starting eleven, do you have a, a starting eleven? Do they have eleven consistent at starting eleven? That's consistent. Yeah. The answer is no. The answer is
1: no because even the star players are being rotated. Yeah. You know, you see Debar and Kiesa starting from the bench quite often. In this
0: case, it was it was due to injury. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, I, I get what you mean. Their the strongest players are consistently uh, replaced. Um, There's no balance in the team, right? No. No, like not you not. look
1: at Rob playing left midfielders, Alexandro on that side as there, well. Like there there, there's a, no offensive fluidity about that no at all.
0: Chemistry linking the team from defence to attack. Yeah. I, I don't feel like that's quite there yet. The midfield kind of seems cut off, man. Yeah. It doesn't seem like that link, uh, like for teams such as Lazio with Milinkovic, Savic, Luis Alberto, and Leyva. Um, Milan with Kessie Tonali, Brahim.
1: Yeah, their midfield isn't isn't that good. They yeah, have Arthur not, not and Bentancur. Like this game, they played Arthur yeah. and Bentancur, and they, they got they got, Yeah.
0: You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Where was he? He was injured. He was on the bench. He, oh, he was on, on the bench. The okay. Maybe
0: you know it was midweek this week as yeah, well, so yeah, it were But yeah, they, so, they need a, they
1: need a new midfielder, I feel, and they need new fullbacks. 100%. You know, play Cuadrado further up, no problem.
0: Let's move on to Verona for a second So Verona have now beaten Roma, Lazio and Juve Mm -hmm. They've done much better against the top 6 teams Than a lot of the top 6 teams In fact, better than Roma have done as well So they're clearly a force to be reckoned with Um, Which team do you think will overspend on Simeone?
1: (laughs) What a good question
0: Um, Which team will
1: overspend on Simeone? I don't think anyone takes him for now I th- well, it does depend on how the season progresses But mm-hmm. I have a hunch that um, he won't continue this form He, he does explode every now and mm-hmm. then for short moments And then he seems to die down um, I can't see him keeping this up till the end of the season And I can't see him scoring more than yeah. 15 goals Definitely okay. not Definitely not okay. more than 15
0: Yeah, I mean I mean, He's obviously getting goals now However, we have seen streakiness. In the past, like you're, like you're pointing out He does seem a bit more refined in certain areas But that could just be confidence And we know what confidence does to players um, However, he has helped Verona uh, To get to 8th place on 15 points Really turning mm-hmm. the season around Juve, on the other hand Man, they've really gone down They have Juve are ninth on 15 points The same points as Verona They've conceded as many goals of this as they've scored Juve. Yeah, that's so they not, have good a a that's not a zero Goal difference. Um, on the other hand, Napoli have a goal difference of 20, Milan have one of 15, Inter have one of 16, Roma of 7, Atalanta 6. So Juve have a lot and a lot of improving to do, man. Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, you could see it as a year zero type of thing. You know, yeah. they're starting from the very beginning and it's another Turning point for them, another season of change. Mm-hmm.
0: They they had their injuries, it's true, but two two losses on the trot is yeah. just disappointing, and especially the one before against Sassuolo, for example. Like Verona are hot at the moment, Sassuolo we're not hot at all. No, at Sassuolo we no, not at hot. At like we yeah. criticize them week in week out.
1: They lost to Empoli right after. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. exactly. So that's that's where we're at. Um, I'm done talking about this game in particular if you want to move on
1: Sure So the next game took place in Florence between Fiorentina and Spezia It ended 3-0 for the hosts Now this game saw a Vlaovic (laughs) hat-trick at the Artemio Franchi Stadium As Fiorentina remained unbeaten against Spezia in all their Serie A meetings That was a bet and we missed it
0: Literally. I told you Vlaovic was going to get more than one goal.
1: You said he was going to score. No, I said he was
0: going to score two. I said, this is a game where Vlaovic
1: scores two. Really? I remember you saying, this is a game where Vlaovic scores. One of us is right. I wonder wonder who who that is. Hmm. So, weirdly enough, um, Fiorentina and Empoli are the only two teams in Serie A that have yet to draw.
0: To be honest, I'm not sure if that's good or bad.
1: It's entertaining. That's what (laughs) it is. Um, it was Spezia who grew into the game, more prominently as the first half progressed and could have taken the lead through Inzola, actually But um, eventually in the 44th minute, I'm not sure if Jaze here was naive or just stupid to have his arm up while defending against Milinkovic on a corner um, The ball hit his arm, of course, there was a lengthy var check, and eventually they called the penalty Vlaovic, back on penalty duties, stepped up and sent the keeper the wrong way as you put it in the bottom right corner It was in the 62nd minute where Odriozola and Saponara linked up really well Saponara with a little backheel flick, he rolled, he pulled it back, it was beautiful um, And then eventually Odriozola squared it to Vlaovic who finished neatly And then in the 74th minute, um, Bonaventura did well to hold up play He found Kaya Juan who squared it to Vlaovic who completed his hat-trick he took off his shirt in celebration, got a yellow card, a minus 0.5 on Fanta Culture, and Matt lost
0: to Mintov. By 0.5. <laughs> I lost to Mintov by 0.5. I had fucking five yellow cards. <laughs> oh, Vlaovic got a hat-trick, and I lost. And Skorupsky got an 8.5, and I lost in that yeah. break. So Vlaovic, after the game, posted
1: a picture with Saponara and wrote down Il Professore del Calcio, which I found amazing. Vlaovic gets it. He's a man of culture. Saponara is... Magical I'm very lucky to be ad- alive at the same time That he's alive
0: <laughs> Come home Vlaovic Come
1: home So how high is Vlavich's ceiling bro?
0: Super high Yeah I think he has the potential To become one of the greatest strikers in the world Really? I think, think so? I think Vlaovic Ooh. has that power man hmm. I think He's too good Physically And technically Yeah At that age
1: and even his snapshots his, from out of the box are really good. he's and very dominant.
0: his body just work at the exact same pace. Yeah. And he's a very intelligent player. He's very fucking gifted physically. I think that if he continues to be as serious as he is, and he's obsessed with goals, so he's talking about goals, Yeah. I think he has the potential to be one of the best strikers in the world. I think we could see him at the best teams in the world in the future.
1: Yeah, I think it's, it's a possibility. It all depends on his next move. I, I do hope he keeps up this good form because he is entertaining to watch. Bro, are Spezia going to get relegated?
0: I I think so, man. Yeah. I, I think either you know, I think either 17th or 18th. Yeah. I a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um I don't know. I don't know because Venezia can lose a game, Genoa can lose a game. Cagliari are relegated like. You think so? Cagliari I think done. they can still
1: turn it around. I think the players are too good. But I
0: don't see anything from them, man. And they've already mm. changed their manager, and this manager isn't hitting it off. You think more time is going to get them better performances?
1: I don't know. I see João Pedro and Balde growing into a pairing, and Pavoletti there as well. There's Marin and We We always talk about these guys. I think eventually they'll get ticking. Yeah, but they're rubbish. All they need yeah. is a few more they're, wins. They're
0: actually terrible. Yeah. I don't want to talk about them too much, because I have them, and I want yeah. to talk about them then. Yeah. But they... They, yes, they're, they're getting I think
1: so. I think that Salernitana, Spezia, Genoa and Venezia have worse teams than Cagliari
0: I agree with you They I play better,
1: currently they're playing better, that's for sure But they they don't have as much talent but as Cagliari do
0: Their players just don't seem motivated at all, bro yeah. and You can't yeah. say it was their manager because they changed their manager around and They still yeah. don't look motivated, I think if João Pedro doesn't score in the first half, then he's going to be pissed and, yeah. and have a weird <laughs> attitude in the game. He tends to do that. I mean, just half-assed performance yeah. every single time.
1: So, And do you think that Fiorentina could finally get Europe after four years without qualifying?
0: It, it all depends on this January. Yeah. If they keep Vlaovic, they can do it. If they keep lavage, they have no excuses They're seventh currently, one point of fourth They're there Yes, they're literally there uh, Can they continue to do it consistently? There's Juve behind them, you know what I mean? Verona are quite hot, but in particular Juve will improve their position throughout, throughout the season I'm quite certain of that So they're on their tails and, you know, eighth and ninth isn't good enough So they might do it Yeah they definitely have the team to compete. I'm just seeing they they won two out of their last five, but still they've been they've been brilliant. Man, yeah, they've looked then. good.
1: Well, they had that really bad brilliant game against, against Venezia. Venezia. It yeah. all depends on how many more of those they have. Yeah. To be honest, Literally. Literally. Uh, I also found it, find it weird how uh, Motta doesn't start Verde
0: I agree. You know, what I, I like, more does like he have to do this like, guy? I think we bring it up every time we talk about yeah. Spezia The guy just brings something to yeah, the They team have like the
1: 13 team. players in their squad and they don't start very when the,
0: when the team isn't clicking, bring him on and he'll do something Because he's intelligent and he's risky and he's accurate He has a left foot of a god really um, So ah, I think definitely he should be a strong reference point in their team actually yeah, I think so too. Shall we move on to the next? So, we were talking about Cagliari just now. Cagliari played away from home at the Dallara at Bologna. Lost 2 0. Classic Cagliari fashion at the moment. It would, you know, be a good result for Bologna, on the other hand, um, who, although didn't have the performance of their lives, managed to get three points, which is very important for a team like Bologna. Now, Bologna were blessed with the return of Arnautovic, and that would help, especially after they came off two losses and two very difficult matches against Milan and Napoli. Um, Cagliari, on the other hand, have now lost seven of their opening 11 matches, and they drew three. They only won once against Sampdoria, Um, and they also hadn't won in the stadium in 12 years, so obviously there was a favorite in this game. Um, So they were both pretty aggressive from the start But the first half didn't really materialize into anything exciting I know there was a free kick, that's mine I know there was a free kick that that forced a save That was pretty much it for the first half In the second half, on the other hand, on the 49th minute So four minutes in instantly um, The first chance really brought the first goal of the match When Medel played the ball forwards to Arnautovic and out dummy to let the ball go through his legs and put it, he put Silvestri clean through on goal, who beat Krani at his near post with the outside of his foot. A very good finish, and he does this sometimes. He's really cool. Um, after that anatovic got close on a couple of occasions he had a half volley that went just wide it was a very powerful attempt another one saw a good save by cranio after barrow played him through so bologna did have their chances cagliari on the other hand weren't really performing well at all Um, sansone hit the post from a long range effort after liko janis lost possession in the midfield. And then, in the 90th minute, things changed when Cáceres was sent off after smashing the ball into Dominguez's legs, causing Dominguez to lose his footing and fall on the floor. Obviously, the ref at the time uh, was helping out. Well, there was a fight, basically, in the penalty area between Gary Medel and, and whoever yeah, it was. As usual. As usual, classic <laughs> Gary Medel. Um, he gets a yellow every time I watch him. Yeah, but he must. the, the ref must have been told about, about what... Cáceres did, and he went over and showed Cáceres a a red card, and then it was the corner that led to the counter-attack that got Bologna their second goal, Sansone took charge of this play, bringing it forward and playing Arnautovic clean through on goal, who made no mistake, beating Cranjo at his near post, again, Arnatovic was in the mood, wasn't he? Yeah, he was in the mood. He was really good. That flick
1: on the first goal was incredible. He gave yeah. Medellin an assist.
0: Yeah. yeah, he he grew into the game. I, I don't think he had the best first half. I don't think anyone really had the best yeah, first no, half. No, there was, was a lack was of quality. Bland. A real lack of quality. But to contribute to that first goal and getting that goal with the last kick of the game, you know, tired heads, tired legs, yeah. <laughs> and he and he manages to do that. Shows good things, the guy is 30, how, how old is he? I think he's like 34 no? He must be like 35,
1: 34, something like that Novic, he's 32 32 years old, okay, mm-hmm. not as old as I not thought Not as old as I thought Yeah, but, but he looks lively, he years. looks good Still, still near yeah. that, you know, should start I, I was impressed by Bellanova who came on for Cagliari I think he's doing well since yeah. his return to Italy You know, this is his first time playing in the Serie A. Yeah, he,
0: he's doing as well as he can be in this team Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah I mean, And the, he's not starting, to be fair He's coming
0: on as a sub most no. of the time uh, So I said Cagliari are going to get relegated mm-hmm. Do you think Cagliari are going to get relegated? I don't think so Okay
1: I think they have João Pedro, who's on six goals I think they have Keita Balde, who will score I think if Pavaletti gets going, they can do it As We always talk about these guys But... Um, I think that all they need is a few more wins And they they have the quality to get them I think that Genoa and Spezia and Salernitana Are the guys who are really in danger And yeah, Spezia, Genoa and Salernitana Those guys I think are are in
0: trouble I don't know, it's hard to say Especially since they only won one match It was against Sampdoria So clearly they've got something in them Or Sampdoria simply don't It's it's an interesting debate over there Um, But... No, man, I think I think as as a team they don't play half as well as, as some of the teams you mentioned. Yeah, I, I th- I not yet. They're, but they're remember the season's that.
1: long. Well, they need are a few good games. You know. I think they have what it takes to hold the oh, bigger if teams they, if they play well.
0: What if Joao Pedro just tears his cruciate? Yeah,
1: I mean there are so many <laughs> factors zero that zero play a part. But I'm depth. saying if everything goes goes well, they don't have zero depth. I think that with Pavoletti and Keita Balde, they have a better offensive duo than Spezia. Right. They have a better play, offensive duo Than Salernitana They
0: play with two up front And they have one substitute For, yeah, for that for So that. It's, not, it's not crazy No, but
1: they play once a week You
0: know that, that's, that's, a, that's a fair point I mean Obviously it could be Coppa as well But Yeah yeah. yeah. But yeah I, I I don't know I see them Staying Good. where they are basically Okay,
1: so who who's getting relegated
0: In your eyes? Oof That's a fucking tough question Let me look at Let me pull up the table right now So I can get a clear look Table. Let's have a look here Oh, it looks so nice Milan in second And (laughs) look at all those wins Last five five wins wins in a row Jesus So, I think Cagliari will get relegated I think Salernitana Will get relegated And I think Oh, it's between Venezia And Spezia I think I think Genoa Score enough goals To stay up I think I think they're too capable Of of getting goals They do it every year They they survive every year Yeah They've been doing this For ages yeah. by the way they, they just don't go down No I think I think they'll manage To stay up this season Genoa Then it's between Venezia and Fucking Spezia I think Oof Come on Make a decision ah, It's so <laughs> tough Between yeah, yeah. Venezia and Spezia they're, I they're think such Spezia Spezia level. go down I think they might I think they might it, they, Look They Still Potentially both have Managerial changes Left in them For the season so let's just wait a bit longer. Yeah. And, and We'll make this prediction later on. Yeah, yeah fair okay. enough.
1: So the next game took place between Torino and Sampdoria. It ended 3-0 for the home team. Sampdoria had won three of their last four Serie A games against Torino with one draw. Torino had conceded in each of their last five games against Sampdoria. So it goes to show how far this Torino side have come. Torino blew away... Sampdoria 3 0, of course, with Bellotti getting his 100th Serie A goal as we discussed in the intro. In the 17th minute, Dennis Pryat netted after some Urich trademark free flowing offensive one touch play, basically. <laughs> um, it took a second attempt, but Pratt eventually got his first goal for Torino against his former side, Sampdoria, Il Ruolo del Lex.
0: Always.
1: In the 52nd minute, Sampdoria had a corner that led to a counter-attack that was um, directed by Pobega, who um, played Singo through, who was an absolute horse on the flank He finished off the move very well and scored the 2-0 In the 67th minute, Adrian Silva made sure that Sampdoria fans were left with no hope when he verbally assaulted the referee and was sent off. Yeah, classic, classic Adrian Silva. Season just keeps getting better and better. In the 93rd minute, a Bremer ball found Bellotti, who beat Audero to net his 100 Serie A goal. With the last kick of the game, Bellotti had already hit the post and was desperate for a goal since his return.
0: What a crazy... Crazy turnout. Yeah. Man. I knew that Torino were the favorites going into this. I I didn't think that spank something at 3-0. I didn't yeah. think Sampdoria were so in such a sheer state.
1: Yeah, I avoided this game in fact when I was when I was betting. Um do you think that Torino is just a kind of place for Yurich to continu- continue to like express himself and develop? Or do you think that this is a long term project?
0: I think it's a long term project. To be honest, uh, what, what do you think? Do you think Juric is looking for something else at the? Like- I don't
1: know. It, it was kind of a sideways move from the Verona team. Um, Pobega and Belotti are leaving, so I don't
0: know. You know,
1: I think they'll have to invest in order to keep him. Because I, th- I, I do see some big
0: teams being interested in Juric. Yeah, as, as well, so it could be towards the end of the season he'll get an enticing move maybe from one of the top seven teams, for example, mm-hmm. that could definitely force him away um, especially if he or when he loses Bellotti in particular um, but it's also a chance to rebuild the squad so if he's committed, he's in for an interesting time getting to rebuild the Torino squad after Bellotti's services for such a long time it could turn out great or it could p- potentially turn out really badly
1: Yeah, we'll see So, back to Sampdoria so, we can agree that they are not relegation candidates, right?
0: Yeah, I, no, they're not relegation candidates. Yeah,
1: I think they'll pick up. So, Diversa's next matches are against Bologna at home and Salernitana away. Okay I think those are two games Where they need six points They need to win these games They need Diversa needs to prove something Yeah I think Um, If
0: they don't win These two games Let's say they drop points In both games I think that could Be the end of Diversa
1: Especially because After these games They have to play Verona away Fiorentina away And Lazio at home Those are three tough games And I can see Sampdoria Losing all three of them Quite frankly
0: Yeah It's such a shame man Because they're they're not A bad team They're not a bad team At all But they just struggle They They can't adapt to games where they get overpowered, I mean, Torino had 16 attempts and Sampdoria had 5. Yeah. I mean, it's it's no wonder the result was what it was, I mean, and Torino had 65% ball possession as well. They yeah, absolutely, they got dominated, they, they, got, they looked way better than that. They got fucked, man, and Torino <laughs> had 83% pass accuracy, to be honest, it was a fucking brilliant performance by Torino, as well, yeah, yeah, Torino good. Or, They were good. Are They have so side. many good players. Yeah. Well, where, where do Torino sit at the moment? Torino, Torino are now it.
1: 12th with 14 points And Sampdoria are 15th with 9 points They're 1 point above the relegation pool
0: Okay, how far do you see Torino going? Or I how much do you see them dropping? I don't know
1: I think 10th is the highest they can get
0: Okay You? Okay. I might think they'll go a bit further than 10th Really? I might think they will Especially since the gap is so tight at the moment I see them having a better season than Bologna. Yeah, example, their Torino. competition is
1: Fiorentina, I guess Juventus in that case that you're mm-hmm. saying, like, maybe...
0: Yeah. Well, well, no, Ju- Juve will... Juve no, Juve will push, will, will push up, yeah, I but, think. yeah, I mean, Torino even tested Juve in the derby. They tested yeah. them 100%. Torino are a serious team.
1: They are, they are, they are. They look better than Sassuolo. Mm-hmm. They look just as good as Verona. They, they're better than Udinese. better than Bologna. Yeah.
0: It's a shame that I would like to see Bellotti leave so he joins Milan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'd it's, like, it's I'd like shame. to see
1: Bellotti in a new environment. But him under your age is going to be interesting, that's for sure. Yeah.
0: Like I love watching Bellotti come on for Italy. When yeah, yeah, because too. I get to see him from something so different. So much spirit. Torino. Yeah, yeah, and like his desire. And yeah. he's a Milan fan. It just it has to happen. But I don't know. Would you like to add anything else on the topic of this game? Uh, that's enough for me. That's enough for you. Then we'll move on to my next game, and this is Sassuolo's disappointing defeat against Empoli. They lost 2-1 at home. I mean, their only goal came through a own goal in this game. This was Dionisi facing his former side, Empoli, for the first time after winning Serie B with them, so he didn't really imbre- impress his former team, who seemed to be under good management under under andrea zoli Sassuolo coming off two victories against venezia and juve so i definitely thought they'll get a positive result over here boga was featuring off the bench so i thought maybe they'll have some extra spice to them as well but obviously they're still missing juricic and obiang at the same time obiang providing some depth to their midfield yeah. Empoli, on the other hand, are coming off an inspiring performance against Inter, but they still suffered a 2 0 defeat. But it was quite a decent performance by them. Um, when it comes to the match in particular, there were chances on both sides, and there were some good saves, particularly one by Vicario when Traoré was clean through on goal. Um, it almost saw an on goal later, but thankfully the ball deviated to the side of the pitch in the 43rd minute and then is attempted cross deflected off Tonelli and it hit the back of the net in that case sure it was it was um, a lucky goal but Fratesi brought the ball forward really well he's looking more confident now that he has more contribution yeah. to his name he's had an assist and, and two goals um, so he's definitely doing better there um, Stulak then saw his inside volley attempt closed off I mean sorry blocked off the line by Ferrari he headed it off the line. Um, and then, basically, the game changed because a certain man started performing well and his name is Henderson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Henderson had a brilliant, brilliant performance. So first, he gave a brilliant crossing to Haas, forcing a great save out of Consigli. If you haven't seen that save, go watch it, yeah. it was a brilliant save, he tipped it over the post really well. Um, Traoré later on had another chance, but he failed to hit the target. And moments after that, Kirikes brought Kutrone down in the box after a great cross with the outside of Henderson's boot. it ended up in pinamonte taking the penalty hitting it straight down the middle he got booked for taking his shirt off uh, he probably thought he salvaged that point for his team little did he mm-hmm. know that it would be three at the end of it but henderson had just given a great ball into haas moments later he gave a great ball in uh, forcing the penalty he had an absolutely brilliant game in the 92nd minute henderson at it again um, crossed the ball in it led to Zurkowski heading the ball in off the crossbar margins i'm telling you <laughs> there, there was goal line technology coming into play as well it was really close but in a dramatic last, moment a dramatic moment um henderson lo- look what he's doing he's mm. he's good yeah. he's a great yeah. player he's Scottish isn't he yeah he has not had a single cap for the scottish national team mm. i mean the only guy i see giving him around for his money um, Is McTominay, I would say McGregor, but otherwise I think he'll fit into the Scotland team pretty well.
1: Maybe um, I don't know much about the Scottish team to Neither to comment, me. to be honest. But um, he's he's definitely improving. He, he hit the post from half pitch this season. I,
0: he did he? I think he the post, hit the post. Yeah, he almost scored from say. half pitch though. Yeah, that's, yeah, there's something crazy. He might like have
1: that. he might have saved it yeah
0: um, he, so I'm going to talk a bit about him, sure, sure if you sure. don't mind, I'm going to give the audience something interesting So he got introduced to the Serie A, well rather Serie B, when he joined Bari from Celtic for £115,000 um, Bari after, after a season went bankrupt, so he joined Verona and helped them to promotion from Serie B to Serie A in August 2019, he became the first Scotsman to play in the Serie A since Graham Soonis in 1986. Yeah, and we can see Aaron Hickey now following suit. Exactly, exactly. Bologna's Aaron Hickey. His last year with Verona saw him play for Empoli in Serie B on loan. The next season, he joined Lecce on a four year contract. However, shortly after, just one season after, he joined Empoli. And obviously he's doing bits for them now. For Lecce, he played 38 games, so he played a full season consistently, and he even contributed three goals. He's a great player. How pivotal do you think his role is in this team?
1: I think he's very important for them. I think Empoli have a few good players, and I think that he's one of them. Yeah. Sassuolo have struggled though this season.
0: They've seriously struggled. Yeah. Seriously struggled, and it's a shame because I thought they picked up in in form, and I thought that they'd start doing a, a little bit better. But so, it
1: goes to show that they can be naive in these smaller games, right? In yeah. the big games, they show up, and the small ones, they, they don't all the time.
0: But I, I, to, to be honest, man, Berardi is the only guy playing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I Maxime puts
1: in a shift every... Maxime Lopez, but... I
0: mean, what I'm saying yeah. is obviously sensationalism. Yeah. <laughs> but Berardi going forward, I mean, it, it's pretty much just him. Yeah, I don't think Skamaka, he's the most creative Raspadori, outlet. Defrel Obviously they're missing Juricic at the moment mm-hmm. and, and they missed Boga as well So they offer something else But none of them on the same level as Mimmo.
1: No, no, definitely not He's he's their best
0: player, of yeah, course yeah. By a landslide Empoli now find themselves in 11th place With the same points as Juve 15, Sassuolo in 13th or 14 points Just one point behind Juve So, the next game took place at the Stadio Luigi
1: Ferraris between Genoa and Venezia Genoa have kept a clean sheet in their last 3 league games against Venezia but these came between 1950 and 1963 Genoa had won each of their previous 7 matches against Venezia and Serie A back when my grandfather still had balls (laughs)
0: <laughs> Still, had balls.
1: Still had balls, man. Functioning testicles. Yeah. <laughs> now, Genoa dominated the first half, but they failed to score. Um, failure to convert in the first half seems to be a recurring theme for Genoa. They have one goal in 11 first halves this season.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah,
1: so they barely ever score in the That's first
0: half. That's a bit of a late bloomer. Yeah
1: Ballardini made five changes in an attempt to win the game, but it was actually Venezia who got close in the final moments. Caldara forcing Sirigu into a fine save. Now, it has now been eight games since Genoa have tasted victory, Matt.
0: Jesus Christ, eight games? Yeah, yeah.
1: But they got their first clean sheet of the season, so I guess they can take that away as a positive. <laughs> now, in, in your opinion, mm. which team is worse this season, Genoa or Venezia?
0: It's, it's really interesting. That's why I was struggling so much to, to come up with an answer before. I think Genoa, They like I said before, they have goals in them. I see them giving... Teams a hard time always because yeah. they're pretty good going forward. They're, they're a bit reckless and they're hard allowed, to penetrate. Yeah, um, I mean them going forward so much, like you can't catch them on the break, and and you can obviously dominate Genoa as a team as well. Venezia, on the other hand, give me the feeling that they can really compete against the smaller teams. Yeah, yeah. I think they could give the smaller teams a, a tough game because they're a, they're a tough side. Yeah, um, I think when it comes to the top teams, I don't see them having much success. I think for that reason, I think Venezia are slightly worse than Genoa. Really? I disagree with you here. You disagree? I
1: think Venezia are better than Genoa. I think they play more attractive football. I think they have a better structure to them. I think they're more organized. They can score in both halves, you know, <laughs> which is nice.
0: <laughs> Poo, it's it's a tough one, man. It's a tough one. Like, like I said, there could still be some managerial changes to go on. Yeah, yeah. 11 games in, but... I don't know, I've seen I've seen Genoa get some get some good results against tougher teams that perhaps Venezia wouldn't get points against in my opinion. But Maybe an easier question for you. Who would you rather stayed up? Who would I rather stayed up? I would rather have Venezia
1: I agree, up, to be I, honest. agree.
0: I, I think I, I enjoy watching them play And they're Especially, a nice brand as well They are a nice brand I mean you can't not love Venezia I think yeah. if anyone has seen the city of Venice No one could fucking hate Venezia at all yeah. They have great style Obviously they show yeah. that in their kits but And they're nice also young
1: players team. who they've been renewing recently Exactly, exactly.
0: Yeah. Not much experience going on in the team But it's, it's, a, it's a young team yeah. Working towards the same goal And I think they're serious about it I think Genoa are, are You know they, They've got players Who just want to yeah. Rack up their numbers now Rather than contribute to a team Have a lost hurrah Before Yeah forward. Uh,
1: Maybe Maybe So I think that Rovella has been very good The 19-year-old Great midfielder Who takes set pieces for, for Genoa He's on loan From Juve Actually okay. um, Henry The 27 year old Record breaking Signing for Venezia Who plays up front Hasn't looked Too hot He looks inconsistent At times he does You know Do well mm-hmm. But it's, he's very inconsistent You know Sometimes When when he's bad He
0: drops terrible yeah. performances I don't think I've seen enough From him to convince me yeah. I, I think I, Like He's obviously Gotten a couple of goals But no, I, I like even the fact that he doesn't at, pass. Yeah, at point, times he's know. selfish, that's yeah. very
1: frustrating. Like he feels like he's better than everyone else, maybe. So, January yeah. are 17th with 8 points and Venezia are mm-hmm. 16th with 9 points. I got a quest. Uh, I got a quest.
0: So, we've got quite a few questions this time round. So, thank you for hearing our cry for help and sending out some questions. Um some good ones as well. Remember you could always DM us on Instagram to ask us our questions at Seria Spotlight or on Twitter as well at seria Spotlight. Feel free to retweet or send us a message directly. So the way this works normally is Jake likes to read the questions and not tell me what they are before asking, by the way. <laughs> it's become a bit of a theme now.
1: So the first question comes from Beppe Darmanin at BD27Official on Twitter. Thanks a lot for asking, bro. Thanks, Ek. He asks, do you think that Milan's management made the right decision in not offering dollar, whatever he wants and sticking to their reasonable and fair proposal for his contract renewal? No. No,
0: no? no I don't. I think things have worked out well with Mike. I think ah, so he's you, a quality goalkeeper. So but... you do
1: think they made the right decision? Ah, yeah, I, th- I think they made the um, right decision. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, I
0: agree with you. Yeah. I, I would have liked to I think Milan Might have a little bit more squad debt If they if they picked up some cash yeah. For selling him yeah. Rather than letting him go on a free But other than that When it comes to how The goalkeeping department was impacted I think it was actually impacted pretty well Yeah, yeah I, I think, think we started. improved
1: In that yeah. department Milan definitely improved
0: Especially distribution And he's also yeah. great at penalties Mike And he's, he yeah. commands the box In a way that well done, Roma started doing towards the end of his career It's, at it's
1: just a good thing that Milan didn't let this guy take them <clears throat> hostage, you know. Yeah. Um, that's very important. And And, you know, at the end of the day, What does it say about a club's ambition if the highest guy on the wage bill is a goalkeeper?
0: That's true. You know that's true. If, if he wants to get those wages, there are many places he can yeah. get those wages. But Milan don't have
1: the facilities have to have. Clubs. He's a luxury keeper. Yeah, you know, and Milan yeah. don't have the facilities to have a luxury keeper that makes eight to ten million a year. 100%. You know,
0: I, I think Mike was a, a very intelligent choice, and it's it's good to see that Maldini had that ace up his sleeve yeah. the the entire time throughout the duration of this. So he had some leverage when it came to contract talks. So yeah, well handled.
1: The next question comes from Femi at Femi the Punisher on Twitter. Thank you very much for the question. He asks, What are your thoughts on selling Kessie in January versus free in the summer? Our title hopes means keep and lose in the summer, but our bank account says different. Your thoughts? So he's basically saying, should Milan um, keep Kessie for the full season and potentially win the league and make nothing from him or sell him in January and risk the league? and profit a little bit from him. It's a good question.
0: No, it's a great question and one that makes me scratch my head in in rage (laughs) and wonder. Um, So I think with the way Milan is shaped at the moment, there's a lot of planning for the future Mm -hmm. going on. I think the signings that are coming in are all part of a long-term project, hopefully under the same guidance Mm -hmm. of Pioli. So I think getting rid of Kessy in January and making some money from that gives Milan the opportunity to kind of add something new to that midfield although no one half as good as Kessi. The um, thing the way the thing
1: I see is that Milan have Adli and Pobega coming in next year. So I can't see a proper replacement coming in in January, you mm-hmm. know. So I might argue, you know, keep Kessi unless a great offer comes in. I'm not talking 20 million, you know, mm-hmm. a great offer because at the end of the day winning the league Attracts big names yeah. So I guess you are still getting something out of Kessie You're still utilising him mm-hmm. By using him to win the league And attract yeah. attracting big names
0: It all depends on how dire Well it's not dire But what the financial situation with Milan is Whether they, they mm-hmm. afford to keep on losing their assets Because at the end of day, players are assets And they keep losing them on a free Um, But if it means Winning the league Like like you're saying Then I'll take the league And then You know Lose a player At the end of it And like you said Some good names Coming back from loan Um, There's obviously Benacer and Tonali That do a good job together I think Tonali is proving Not to be A passing midfielder Well he is a passing midfielder But also offering A lot of Defensive contributions <laughs> Literally the commentator today Compared him to Gattuso Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we still have that physicality He's a great talent Milan rather Still have that physicality In, in the midfield In Tonal yeah.
1: Steve Colero, My boy At Steve Colero On Twitter Asks If you could pick one player From the current Top 10 teams in Italy For Milan Who would it be?
0: If money wasn't a factor I'd take a take chiesa. chiesa
1: chiesa to address the right wing right of course exactly oh, yeah, to, yeah. To, to address
0: the right wing it being makes a sense bit shaky at the moment but also chiesa is one of the most high impact players in the league at the moment I think he would be the star of any team he plays for in Italy
1: yeah yeah I agree he's he's a very good player he's a you know a marquee signing but I think I would go for Oziman.
0: Yeah, Ozyman's a fair shout as well Yeah,
1: I think, you know, after Giroud and Zlatan, Milan need a striker And if they're lucky enough to get someone like Ozyman, you know, who, who's a complete striker He can do everything, mm. he can score from anywhere, he's good hold-up play, he works hard He's a good player to have
0: I quite like Revitch up top So Yeah, I mean, me too, know, but but he's he's, he's fine
1: as an alternative I, yeah. I don't want him to be the point of reference up there Yeah,
0: yeah I guess what you mean, I get what you mean
1: and our final question comes from Seb Rousey, my boy, at S Rousey on Twitter, and he asks Who is the worst keeper in Serie A so far?
0: That's a good fucking question.
1: And I've thought about it and I've narrowed it down to two. Okay. So one of them has picked up, the other one hasn't. So I think the worst is Audero right now. Okay. And I think second. Was Chesney just because of the horrific start he had? You know, I I don't think there was a goalkeeper who made as many mistakes as Chesney did. But out there, to be honest, has conceded a few soft goals this year.
0: He has, and there are some other keepers that have yeah. conceded soft goals, but are still great goalkeepers. Yeah. Vicario being one of them. Yeah. He, or, he's conceded, and he's he gave away that penalty early yeah. on in the season as well. But I still think he's a good goalkeeper.
1: But these guys pull off good saves Like even Belich You know yeah. Vicaria As you mentioned Skorupski These guys do Fuck up every now and, yeah. and then But the amount they save Compared to how much they fuck up Is way larger yeah.
0: I think If if we're talking about The role They are supposed to be filling Within their team I would say Szczesny is the worst This season Because Juve yeah. uh, I mean they're, they're used to having a great Goalkeeper Between the sticks He was their captain as well Obviously I'm referring to Buffon Um I mean, and they're supposed to be a top team and they will probably b- climb their way up the table a little bit now. So I think they should attract a better keeper than Chesney. Yeah. A hundred percent. So I, I agree. think for I the agree. boots he needs to fill, Chesney's is the worst keeper in the league. Fair enough.
1: Fair enough. So thank you very much for listening, guys. We appreciate it. Um, this was a particularly fun episode for us. Um, <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at Serie Spotlight and on Instagram, same handle at Serie Spotlight Drop your questions, your hot takes, give us some feedback, how can we improve this, what do you want to see, what do you want to hear?
0: Yeah, Are we telling them about the...
1: Ah yes, so from tomorrow we're going to be posting our predictions for each match day on Twitter and on Instagram um, it's useful if you like to gamble, <laughs> because mm-hmm. sometimes we win, sometimes we lose, of course But it's also interesting to interact with us and let us know if you agree or not
0: Yeah, but don't take betting advice from us, yeah. <laughs> that, that's definitely, an important definitely not. But it gives you guys something to shit on us about as well, yeah. if, we get, if we get any obvious ones wrong It um, also just increases our engagement a little bit, it, it's cool to actually speak to people um, but yeah That was the end of this episode Episode 12 Going strong Yes sir the late nighters But yeah. Happy to do it Thank you for listening guys And we'll see you next week